Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to November. Somehow it is November. Not sure how that happened so quickly, but here we are. Uh, In November, we celebrate many, many holidays and holy days. Obviously, here in America, we celebrate Thanksgiving, which is a great day to celebrate family and friends and to be full of gratitude for all the gifts we've been given. In the Catholic Church, one of the big things that we celebrate in November is the Feast of All Saints Day and then All Souls Day. So I just want to take a, we're going to talk today about, in particular, All Saints Day. But before I dive into that, I want to tell you the difference between All Saints and All Souls Day, because sometimes it does cause a little bit of confusion. So All Saints Day is a holy day of obligation, which means that Catholics are asked to go to Mass that day. But Besides that, what we are celebrating on All Saints Day is all the saints of the church, all the people who are in heaven, not only those whose names that we know, but those that we don't know. So it's all the people who are in heaven. The fancy way of saying that would be all of those who are experiencing to be at a beatific vision which means that they can see God. And so that's who we are celebrating today. All Souls Day, then, is celebrated on November 2nd, and it is intended for those who have died but are not yet in heaven. And so today we're going to talk about who are saints, what are saints, what do we mean by the communion of saints, and should we become saints? So I'm going to start with this quote from Hebrews uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us. This quote reminds us that we are not alone. We are not alone as we practice our faith. We are not alone as we work here on this earth to become holy people that eventually will be in heaven with God. And so God has always intended for us to live with him. And the communion of saints are all of the people in his holy and human family. And it reminds us that death doesn't break the bond of love and sharing that we have with people when they are with us here on earth. And so when we talk about that God wants us to live in communion. What does that mean? Well, first, he wants us to share in his divine life. It's not as if God says, I have this divine life. You guys can't have it. You can't join me. No. He wants us to have a part in that life. And obviously, when we reach heaven, then we fully share in his divine life. But in the meantime, what are we supposed to do? Because we're not in heaven now. We're here on earth, right? Well, we are called to pursue a common goal, and that common goal is holiness. And sometimes when you use the word holy, people get an image in their head of someone 
super, super serious, very much someone who spends a lot of time praying and not doing much else, except maybe reading the Bible. Maybe they spend a lot of time in church. It doesn't always strike us as someone who's a lot of fun or is very interesting, right? But that really is not what holiness means. Holiness is about looking at the gifts that God has given us and using them to bring about good in this world for him and to point others toward him. So when I say that I want to be holy, it doesn't mean that I'm going to spend all my time in church praying. It means that I pray, of course I pray, but it means that then I use that prayer as fuel in a sense to help me to reach out to people, to reach out to others in love and to give them what God has given me. So that's what we mean when we want to say we want to be holy, right? And so all of us, because we are part of the body of Christ, we have been given the gift to be able to work toward holiness and to live in communion, not only with each other here on earth, but eventually with each other in heaven. And so we are not going to attain heaven if we isolate ourselves from each other. You know, it's like that old joke, you know, Dear Lord, I've had a really good day so far. I haven't yelled at anyone. I haven't said any bad words. I haven't gotten mad at anyone. Now I have to get out of bed, Lord. Well, we have to get out of bed, right? We have to get out of bed, and we have to do the things that we need to do in our life. And so we obtain heaven by working with each other and relying on each other. And that communion of saints can give us such strength and faith and hope and love because we realize that we are not alone. Just as we have people here on earth who, if we are having a bad day or need help, are willing to help us in some way and are willing to pray for us in some way, we also have many, many people in heaven who are willing to pray for us and stand before God and ask for help for us. And so that's what we talk about when we say that it's the communion of saints. We have these people in heaven who are so much closer to God than we are, literally closer to God than we are because they are in his presence in a different way than we are in his presence. And so because of that, they are able to have his ear, in a sense, more easily and more quickly than, than we do, right? They can go straight to the big guy, um, and of course, we, we do that as well. We go straight to God, we ask for what we need, and we expect an answer. But they are in much closer proximity. And so it's good for us to rely on them to help us because we are a family. And so we talk about, you know, how do we celebrate the communion of saints? And the communion of saints is something that's common through many Christian denominations. Any denomination that has the Apostles' Creed is a prayer that they pray either by themselves or during their, their liturgy, during their services. They talk about, they believe in the communion of saints. And that communion of saints connects all of us. It connects the living and the dead together. And it connects us with those who are ahead of us in heaven. And so, in the broadest sense... A saint is someone who is in a state of grace. Always. Okay, so a saint is someone who is in a state of grace. They are very close to God. They are united to him. And they are, have been perfected in love. And 
canonized saints, you know, the Catholic Church has over 10,000 canonized saints. And no, I cannot find a list of all of them. And many of them have probably been forgotten or lost at this point. But canonized saints are those that have been declared a saint by the Church. And they have lived an exemplary life, and there are other conditions attached to how you acquire canonized sainthood, um, which is a talk for another podcast. But basically, canonized saints are those named saints, the saints that we're all pretty familiar with, right? And today we're not talking about those. We're talking about the unnamed saints. We're talking about our family members who have gone before us. We're talking about our friends. Those are the people that we can call on to help us when we're in need, right? Um, Because they are going to answer us. Just as they would have answered us when they were alive, they answer us now that they're deceased and they pray for us. So if we look at the the church, in, in, there's three ways uh, to look at the church, right? There's three groups in the church, so to speak. There's the church that's us. We, we are the church, and we are the church here on earth. And oftentimes we are called the church militant. And that church is still working out our salvation. We are working on our life, and we are still alive. And eventually our hope is to live and die in holiness. And so our prayers help each other who are here on earth with us. And our prayers can also help the people that are in purgatory. So the souls of the people who are in purgatory, they are the church suffering. And they're suffering because they're not yet with God. They know that they will see God. And they are being purified before they can go be in his presence. And their prayers are offered for us who are here on earth. And that's why their suffering still has meaning. So the church suffering are the holy souls in purgatory. And those souls are praying for us. And we, the church here on earth, we are praying for them. Right? So there's a little reciprocity there. And then the last part of this church, the third part, is the church triumphant. So triumphant has a really exciting ring to it, doesn't it? So these are the people, the souls that are with God. They are close to him. They are near the throne of grace. And their intercessory prayer has immense power because of their proximity to God. Many, many of these people, probably most of these people, are unknown to us except, as I said before, for the canonized saints, and then, of course, from our family and friends who we know have gone before us. They are the people who we can ask to intercede for us. They respond to our prayers, and they pray to God for us. In just the same way your best friend prays to God for you, right? We're not saying that they're going to answer the prayer. No. They don't answer the prayer. God is still the person who answers all of our prayers in his time according to his will, according to what is best for us. But the saints in heaven are willing to do this for us. And so why wouldn't we call upon them? People who are so close to God, why would we not call upon them to help us to figure out what to do, right? 
So I'll give you an example from my own life. So my great-grandmother pretty much taught me how to run a house, how to cook, how to clean, and how to sew. And so when I sew, and sometimes I struggle when I sew, I say to her, please help me with this because I need help. And Yes, is there a patron, Catholic patron saint of seamstresses? Yes, I believe it's St. Anne, who is the mother of Mary. But you know what? My great-grandmother taught me how to do this. And so who better to intercede and help me through the rough spots, right? So while I'm sewing and having my rough spots, I call upon her and I say, please help me. Please be with me. Please help me put all those lessons that you taught me, you know, goodness gracious, over, I don't know, 45 years ago, how those lessons you put in my head 45 years ago help bring them to the front of my mind so I can sew this uh, quilt or sew this garment that I'm making for someone I love and have it be wonderful, right? So we ask for help in those things. And then there are named saints, right? So the Catholic Church has a huge treasure trove of saints that have all sorts of, uh, um, I've lost my word, I'm so sorry. Uh, they have, what are they going to intercede for us for? So they are the patron saint of what? Another example. So my son is a chef. My son has pretty much known he's wanted to be a chef um, probably since he was in middle school. And so when it was time for him to be confirmed, he had to choose a confirmation name. And so as we looked through and thought what would be a suitable name for him to choose, a suitable saint, uh, we found St. Lawrence, who is the patron saint of cooks and chefs. And so my son chose St. Lawrence as his patron saint, the person who's really going to go to bat for him when he calls upon him right? That's how I think of the saints. I think about who are the people who I have up in heaven who I can really turn to. They're like my go-to. Some people call them their saint posse. I, I, don't, know that I, I don't know that I would call them my saint posse, but they're, they're my people. They're my saints. They're the people I go to over and over again for help with certain things, right? Uh, and so the Catholic Church has a huge treasure trove of saints that are the patron saints of certain of cities, of towns, of occupations. Um, and that's wonderful, and that's great. But you know what? Why not turn to your friends who are, have, have died and are in heaven now? Why not turn to your family members who have died and are in heaven now? That's what I always think about. I think about these people love me, they know me, and, of course, they would want to help me. And so we, we look at who are those people that we can turn to in heaven. And that's what we mean when we talk about we are all part of the communion of saints. We are all working. We are praying for those souls who have not yet been able to see God because they're still being purified before they go. And those souls in purgatory are offering up their suffering and their prayers for those of us who are here still on earth. And then we have all the communion of saints who are in heaven. They are with God. They are pleasing to him. They are close to him. And they too want to offer prayers for us as well. And so we are all connected. We are all part of 
the mystical body of Christ. The church in this world is joined to the church in the next world as one beautiful body of Christ. And so we are never alone. Even in our darkest moments, when we think we have no one, we are not alone. We have the saints, we have God, we have the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We need to access those people and access their prayers and ask for them to be with us, to help us, to guide us, so that we know that we are not alone and that we have we have an advocate. We have a we have a little cheerleader in heaven, right? I have a, a number of good friends who've died and um, you know, when when my daughter went into labor, I, I said to them all, there are three women, and I said, You ladies, get together and um, I want you to just intercede that all goes well with my daughter's labor and delivery. It was a great thing to do. And they loved my daughter, and so now they can still act on that love. And they help us, and they can help you as well. So I want to really encourage you to remember all of those who have gone before you, marked with faith and love of God, and to hold on to that hope that they are with him, and they can pray and intercede for you in a special way. So, a couple of things. Before I get to the Not Lukewarm Challenge for this week, I have a, an exciting announcement. Uh, our next episode is going to be an interview with a woman who experienced in an extremely profound way the intercession of Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And I'm not going to give away too much, but I will tell you her name is Bonnie Engstrom, and she has a book, 61 Minutes to a Miracle, Fulton Sheen and a True Story of the Impossible. And I'm going to be interviewing her, and then we will have, uh, I will broadcast the interview for everyone to listen to, to hear of a real-life miracle that occurred very recently um, and is helping Fulton Sheen on his way to becoming a canonized saint. And so that's going to be our uh, podcast next time. So I hope you will join us next week for that uh, podcast and for that interview with Bonnie Engstrom, 61 Minutes to a Miracle. So now it's time for our Not Lukewarm Challenge. So here's what I want you to think about this week. I want you to think about who is in heaven that can help intercede for you. Who's in heaven that can stand before God for you and say, hey, don't forget about her. Don't forget about me. Don't forget about him. He needs this. He needs that. Can you help? Who's going to be your cheerleader in heaven? And I will put a link to a website that will have all like the named or canonized Catholic saints. But also think about people you love who, ha- who are in heaven now. Think about those people. And think about them when you're struggling, when you need help. Go to them. Ask them to pray for you. Remind yourself that we are part of the communion of saints. And as much as we want to pray for others, others want to pray for you as well. And so they're in heaven. Let them do something while they're up there. Uh, 
do something for you, someone that they love. So again, it can be a named saint, and I'll, I'll drop a link to a website. You can look people up. Uh, you could look it up by date, maybe see who's the patron saint uh, on your birthday. You could look it up uh, by a hobby or your profession, patron saint of engineers, patron saint of nurses, whatever it is, or look up your name. Maybe you have a saint's name. See if that person could be your patron saint. But just to put a couple of people in your prayer wheelhouse, so to speak, people you can turn to, people you can go to and ask them to intercede for you. So I look forward to finding out more about who is your patron saint. I'd love to hear from you. You can always drop me a line at uh, dbartolini at mediaangels.com to do that. And uh, I will see you next time with a wonderful interview with Bonnie Engstrom. Have an awesome day and God bless you all. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at dianabartolini at mediaangels.com. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest.